And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. It's great to have you on for today's program. Listen, today we're going to be talking about last day's survival kit. So if you were heading out into that wilderness, the wild, what would you take for your protection? We're going to talk about that. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, again, thank you so much for your word. Uh, if any survival kit is needed, the Bible is definitely uh, the number one thing we need in there. And so, Lord, we thank you that it gives us light in a dark age and helps us through the wilderness to find the direction you seek us to go. We pray that everybody here who's looking for you, Lord, or needs to be guided by you, will find it today in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you tune into a truth will set you free as we're talking about last day's survival kit. So we hope that you can stay tuned. And those of you follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitcasting, and the like, make sure that you share this program with your friends and family so that they can follow along with us. And before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, brother. Good to be on. Greetings all. Awesome. Another fantastic week as you and I were talking about the the weather for the month as we are in the mid-summer and in Texas it's only 101. Is that all? That's it. That's it. You know, we thought we'd get hit a little bit with Hurricane Ida, but it blew definitely east. And uh, so things are fine here. It's not like Katrina was 16 years ago that devastated so much. But, uh, you know, let's be in prayer for our friends down in Louisiana and Mississippi and Alabama who experiences so much rain and flooding. Yes, absolutely, Nathan. And we do keep people in prayer. These are those seasons where some of it is good and some of it is very challenging. Challenging, And I always say, Nathan, to keep everybody in prayer because I remember here in Florida getting hit with storms and power out, and it could be very miserable. So we're definitely going to keep them in prayer. Yeah, God bless you guys who live on the coastlines. Uh, you have to endure quite a lot. Yes, from time to time we do. It keeps our faith up, Nathan. It keeps us praying more. <laughs> that, that's a payment for living in paradise. Right? <laughs> exactly. Hey, Nathan, for, so for someone who's maybe new to the program and uh, doesn't know about our resources, what we do, can you share with them how they can get a hold of our resources? Well, absolutely. Well, you're on the Truth Will Set You Free podcast, a ministry of Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We've been doing that since our founder, Dr. Reagan, founded the ministry in 1980. And now uh, Tim Moore leads us, and I'm the Internet Evangelist, and Vic's one of the assistant evangelists. Uh, you can check out our website at ChristInProphecy.org. There you'll find a wealth of Bible prophecy information, our television program, Christ in Prophecy, as well as our many videos, articles, newsletters, social media. We want to equip you to be in your relationship with Jesus Christ and to be excited about his soon return. Mm, awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. Again, for those of you that are part of this program, make sure you take advantage of these wonderful resources that are going to help you tremendously in these last days. So, Nathan, talking about the last days, there's always so many things going on in the news pointing to the soon return of Jesus, pointing to uh, the last of the last days. And we, we don't have uh, we don't need to talk about COVID-19 and the pushing of the uh, the uh, the uh, taking the. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the vaccine <laughs> and the uh, the debate between that and people's misunderstanding. And it's just amazing, Nathan, how the enemy is always sowing confusion. Absolutely. And that's the purpose, isn't it? Create lots of fear, 
lots of distrust, break people up, uh, also keep everybody at, at each other's throats. Satan's loving it, man. And uh, <laughs> we're definitely living a time period of that, which we're experiencing so much social upheaval. But, you know, like you said, the signs of the end times will increase in frequency and intensity, just as Jesus said in Matthew 24 and Luke 21, the closer we got to his return. So, of course, uh, one of those categories of signs is uh, signs of society and society would start collapsing and getting more evil and there'd be much more turmoil and fearful events. And brother, we're living it. Absolutely. You know, I think that the message that uh, Paul was writing to young Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, Nathan, it, it just continues to be so timely. Uh, you and I, of course, have talked about this, but for those that are new to the program, I want to encourage them to get their Bibles as we go there to um, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3 and look at these verses. And then we'll talk about last day survival kids so that individuals can understand what are the challenges that we're going to be facing, the people that we're going to be uh, uh, faced with and also their lifestyles. And Paul, in writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.1, he says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, bolsters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parent, and un un unholy, excuse me. Nathan, will you be able to cover the next few verses, verses 3 and 4? Unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than loving of God, lovers of God, having the form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Mm. And Nathan, would you agree that this is what we're facing today? These are the challenges. This, these are the type of attitudes and peoples, what's in their hearts. And this is why we need to have some really, really important tools in our survival kit to be able to really fight against this and equip ourselves. Any tools, Nathan, that you might think of that we might need to put in our tool uh, survival kits? <laughs> well, if you don't have the Holy Spirit inside you by being saved, then you, you probably fit this category here. I mean, really what Paul's describing is secular pagan society. Yes. He's self-absorbed. It's all about themselves and what they can get. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, you get a new spirit. The God's spirit comes in you, the Holy Spirit, and you develop a new nature, waiting you know, for the old man, as Paul called it, to, to die so that we can get that totally a new nature. But it get, helps us be selfless to help other people, uh, to be uh, trusting and loving and caring and selfless. And uh, so the first thing that you need in your survival toolkit to survive this world is you need Jesus Christ. Amen. You need to get saved and accept him as your savior and get that new nature. So that's the first thing you need and the most important thing you need in your tool case. That is fantastic. And you're absolutely right. And, and I think that that is crucial. And of course, after you have the Lord, then the Bible tells us how we, we are to dress, how we should be equipped because we find ourselves in a, in a battle. Nathan, can we go to Ephesians chapter six? This is a passage that you and I have uh, talked about, and it's really important, especially for individuals to make sure that this is also part of something that they need to be having in their survival kits after being born again. And Nathan, I'm going to read verses uh, 10 through 12 of Ephesians chapter 6, and uh, if maybe you can take 13 uh, through 18. That will be fantastic. Sure thing. Yeah, it says, finally, Brethren Paul, they are speaking. He says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. 
For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Nathan, and, and wow, I think that, you know, as we see all these all this warfare around us, it, it sometimes it baffles me when individuals don't seem to understand what's going on. Why is the media the way it is? Who is pulling the strings behind all this madness and confusion? And I believe this this really opens up our eyes to the warfare behind all this. Right. And if you're going to go out on the battlefield, you know, you, you don't go out in your skivvies and that's it. You know, you you, you armor yourself up, you protect yourself, Kevlar and helmets, and you, you bring weaponry and, and you learn how to defend yourself and how to fight. That's what a good soldier does. And, uh, and so likewise, why as Christians are we going out into the world unequipped? Well, you know, we need all the things that Paul's talking about here. Of course, he's talking about spiritual weaponry. You know, obviously the Bible was, is the sword is what he's talking about. He's talking about wearing salvation. In other words, you need to be saved. He's talking about becoming discerning. He's he's talking about um, uh, being equipped with other soldiers so that you're protected. You know, all these things are, are very relevant to the Christian warfare because uh, Satan. You know, they talk about the armies of, of Satan, and they're they're very much like that. They've had thousands of years to equip and fight uh, these creatures. These demons are far more powerful than any we humans can imagine. So we need Jesus Christ working through us and empowering us, or uh, we're not going to win this war. Nathan, and that that's why I believe that <clears throat> it's sad to me when people today uh, are fighting each other instead of recognizing who's really behind all this craziness, Afghanistan. People forget, Nathan, that, that Satan fills the hearts of people and their demons, uh, uh, again, living inside of individuals, possessing them to do the cruel things that they do. And people don't seem to recognize a prayer it's really the thing that we need to be praying for our soldiers, praying for leaders, and that this, all these attacks is not just uh, coming from nowhere. There's an agenda behind it. Yeah, I mean, I remember during the Obama administration when we pulled out of Iraq and immediately ISIS raised up and they were murdering and raping their way, killing everybody in horrific means. And now, you know, after 20 years of fighting the Taliban, the Biden administration pulls out on uh, a little too abruptly, obviously, and uh, even though, praise the Lord, our, our troops are out, we left so many people behind that were friends to America, as well as a growing church in Afghanistan. Likewise, the Taliban are back and basically ISIS all over again. They're pulling people out of their houses that collaborated with the United States and killing them. They're crucifying, uh, well, I'm, I shouldn't say that, that. We haven't seen that yet, but they're shooting uh, people who are Christians. They're even shooting people who have a Bible app on their cell phones. I mean, this is monstrous. And so wow. this would be just like watching ISIS all over again. 
And that's why, Nathan, it's amazing to me when we look at the last of the last days, so much is going on and uh, it's really right before our eyes. But yet again, we recognize that there are certain survival tools that we can put in our kit to be able to battle against these things, the weapons that, that we use. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10 uh, speaks about that. Would you be able to take us there into Second Corinthians chapter 10? Uh, as we look there at those verses three through six, just so that people can understand that, hey, there's something that we can do. There are ways that we can equip ourselves against this battle. Right. Second uh, Corinthians 10, three through six reads, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Oh, I love I love that passage, Nathan. Every time I read that passage, it just encourages me to say, hey, these are our weapons when we think about mighty weapons. Absolutely. And notice the enemy in this passage here. It's not only talking about external enemies, but it's talking about internal enemies our own sin nature. Uh, ever since we got saved, we're in the process of what's called sanctification, we're becoming more Christ-like. It's a constant war between the new nature and the old nature, which will be one once we upon die and are resurrected and get our glorified bodies. The old nature will be gone, but for now, we have to fight against our own sin nature, which is trying to drag us down against Satan and his forces and humans that are allied against them. And we do that, like you said, we're not with swords, although sometimes there are times for swords and guns and things. Even Jesus told the apostles to sell some of what they had and, and go get swords. But it's about uh, spiritual warfare, fighting for the souls of people, uh, being able to express why we believe in Jesus Christ, why we believe the Bible, apologetics, the defense of the faith. These are the weapons we need to learn to wield in order, one, to protect ourselves from the harm of our own fallen sin nature, but two, to perfect, uh, protect us against uh, satanic forces that want to drag us down and, and water down our Christianity till we're useless. And Nathan, that is awesome. And you know, and now, like no time ever before, is a time when Christians need to use the, the word of God. They, they need to carry that. They need to use it. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, the Bible says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit, and joins a marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. And Nathan, isn't that amazing? When we use the word of God, the Bible says it also can discern the intent of the heart. That We see so much rebellion in people today. We see so much uh, hate, uh, hate crimes. We see so much things uh, like Antifa, and all these are just... Uh, uh, creating havoc in our society. And people need to use the word of God to recognize what's going on, the intent of the hearts. Well, it wasn't just, what, two weeks ago that uh, uh, Christian groups were meeting in parks in Portland and Antifa were coming and roughing the people up and smashing their, their sound equipment. The next day, uh, even more and more Christians came. And it gave me so many of them that Antifa was leery about attacking the crowd directly. They tried to, you know, get people as they were heading back to their cars or whatnot. But what's amazing is, is that the Antifa people who, brother, I think are just downright demon-possessed. I mean, th th there's something very evil about that. 
but one of them got saved. And then you're hearing stories about that. So when you, the gospel is proclaimed, it cuts through the evil forces that are trying to keep us uh, spiritually dead. And for those who Jesus calls his sheep, they hear his voice and they respond and get saved. So even the most demon-possessed Antifa person can, can get saved if they're presented with the gospel. Mm, I love that. I, and that's what I love, Nathan, the hope that is found uh, in Christ Jesus. And we need to pray when we see these riots and these things. We The way that we can get involved is through prayer, that people's lives will be transformed. I mean, after all, Saul used to be a hater of Christians. He could have been that Antifa, right, Nathan? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was one of the worst, wasn't he? he was and awful. he got transformed, right? Yeah, and that's why everybody was kind of scared at first, but it became a great testimony. Of course, he had to pay for it through a lot of suffering the rest of his life, but you know, most people were pretty weary of him. But after that, <laughs> after he got saved, but man, all that zeal to, to fight against what God is doing through Christ, and then to turn that into zeal for fighting for Christ, man, I'm looking forward to the day that the Bible prophesies that 144,000 Jewish evangelists are going to get saved during the tribulation and spread the gospel. Imagine 144,000 Pauls or Billy Grahams. Wow. That's what the world's going to see one day. That is amazing. Again, for those of you that tuned in just now, you're tuned into a Truth with Safety Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. And we're talking about last day's survival kit, what you need to have in yours to survive in these challenging times. Uh, Nathan, as we look back there at 2 Timothy chapter 3, those verses that you read for us, 4 and 5, regarding the population, how people are going to be, the list there, uh, I just see so much carnality in that list, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty. I mean, this is past the six o'clock news, right, Nathan? It's just everything thrown in there in what's going on with society. And, and it's a, an indicator of, okay, what's the litmus, litmus test for how bad society has to be? before the Lord returns. Jesus said that that he that it would be like the days of Noah and the days of Lot again when he returned. Well, what defined the days of Noah and the days of Lot? Well, right here, 2 Timothy 3. This is how the people behaved. And, you know, we're not talking about uh, all people, but all of society had devolved into that evil too. In Noah's time, it was only Noah and his family that were righteous enough to be rescued. Lot not even his wife and well, not even his daughters. I mean, there's one man. Uh, so we're living in a time period where it gets to be that society so bad that it's easier for the Lord to remove his church before bringing judgment than trying to fix something that's decayed and mm -hmm. fallen apart. Uh, you know, I, it's so difficult to watch our nation descend into wokeism, into uh, paganism, drug addiction, sex addiction, it's fallen apart, and we're seeing our power diminish greatly, especially this hasty retreat from Afghanistan has embarrassed us in front of the world. Our allies don't trust us, but, you know, as a society morally collapses, uh, it's like a worn-out rag. You know, you, you buy a new new shirt, and it's beautiful, it's white, it's clean, but the more you use it over time, it gets ragged and dirty. And, brother, we've, we've worn out the United States, unless there's another great awakening, which I— find that hard to believe since it's the end times we're living in a country that's basically now a worn out rag mm. and nathan you are absolutely right and it's like we, we there's a disease we have problems it's that spiritual cancer and i love what you just said 
uh, it's time to the Lord is going to remove us instead of just trying to fix the problem. And I think we've gone so far already that that's why we believe the rapture is going to be the answer uh, to a lot of these problems. When someone has bad cancer, you know, they don't just try to fix it. They try to remove it, get it out because it's pretty much gone. And I agree with you. Our society right now, I believe the only thing that's holding things together is the church, <laughs> our yeah. prayers, and we are our our influence, uh, our salt, uh, uh, preservation. And if it weren't for us, forget it, right, Nathan? Absolutely. And and it's just not an American phenomenon. We're seeing the entire world descend into chaos. I mean, look at in, in Australia. They've got the troops out enforcing lockdowns, and they're creating new camps for people who are unvaccinated. It, to be a Christian in Canada is to have a target on your back. There's almost no Christianity left out in Europe. I mean, it's just, it's maddening. And then to see Islam marching and Chinese humanism uh, with communism being a humanist society at Xi Jinping setting himself up to be worshiped. I mean, the whole world seems to be descending. It's, so we're not just talking about the United States. The whole, before God judges the world in his wrath, it has to be the whole world. And mm. so as Christians, we know that even though we live in a country we love that country and we wish it to be better. We know our true citizenship is in the millennial kingdom. It's the kingdom that Jesus Christ sets up on this earth when he returns at the second coming. That is the country I look forward to. Woo, that is fantastic. I really, I'm right there with you, Nathan. Right now, according to Paul, as he speaks to Timothy, we see so much of the work of the flesh. And we recognize there is something that we can do about it, as Paul wrote uh, to the Galatians. Nathan, can we go there to Galatians uh, chapter 5? And um, maybe you can read for us verses 22 through 26 as something that we can do. And then I'll read verses 19 through 21 just to outline really how Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21 line up with 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 3 and 4 when it comes to the work of the flesh. Paul in writing to uh, those in Galatia in chapter 5 uh, verses 19 through 21 says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, uh, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissension, heresies. And then verse 21, he says, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then you can bring us the good news, Nathan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's pretty depressing. Verse 22 reads, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. Mm. Wow, Nathan, I see what a, what a wonderful solution, uh, right, to be able to fight against this fleshly attitudes that we see in our world absolutely and look at the contrast i mean it's as different as day and night again one is self-absorbed it's all about you and what you can get it's it's selfishness and never as be satisfied versus the difference where the when the holy spirit's in you how you have joy and peace you're selfless you're you're 
worried about others. Uh, you know, what a difference. Now, of course, being Christians in, in a fallen form, we're, we're trapped between the two natures. But, brother, imagine a society that lived by Galatians 5, 22 through 26. It really would be the millennial kingdom. Absolutely, Nathan. Absolutely. And that, again, that is just a wonderful uh, tool for us to have in our survival kit, our behavior, our lifestyles. They really make an impact in our society. Right, Nathan? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what other uh, tools, Vic, do you see should be in our survival kit? Well, Nathan, one other thing that I think is also uh, important, if we go back to 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we notice verses 5 and 7, uh, Paul speaking to Timothy, he says, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort, where those who creep into the households and make captive of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. And then he says, verse seven, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Nathan, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I think uh, uh, another wonderful tool is for us to be armed with truth, and that is the word of God so that we're able to fight against the lies and the deception that is all around us. Absolutely. Isn't it interesting? Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You know, this is a real good example of how, no matter how intelligent we are, and brother, we live in a society of experts, and yet they seem like bumbling fools because they're always telling us stupid things, is that human wisdom has its limits. It can only take you so far. You need God's wisdom, which is outside of the universe. He knows everything, and he's told us part of it in the Bible. So we will never come to the truth unless we read his word, the Bible, and are led by the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, we'll be filled with earthly knowledge, but again, what good will it do us? Mm. And Nathan, two words that stand out to me is in verse 6, where he talks about, uh, so are those who creep into households and make captive of gullible uh, women. So again, when people are not in the word, we're not in, when they're not in prayer, where they're just listening to every fat and fable that comes around, people become gullible. And there's those individuals that take advantage because they come in and creep in at the right time to take people captive. And it just reminds me of what Jude said in Jude chapter one, verses one through four, if we can go there real quick, Nathan. Because we really recognize that there's people that somehow they're always learning. They have information, but they're just not getting to the truth. Would you be able to read for us, Nathan, Jude 1, verses 1 through 4? Well, Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, the brother of James, to those who are called, sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Christ Jesus, mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation— I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Ooh. And Nathan, it's almost like those two passages sort of go hand in hand. We see that there's going to be a lot of uh, evil people uh, creeping in and deceiving, and uh, Satan is going to be planting them in certain places to cause havoc and cause confusion. And I really believe, Nathan, part of what we're seeing in society 
is these individuals that are planting to distort. They are like Satan's engines planted in these locations. And we need wisdom to discern and make sure that we use the tools in our survival kit, especially in these last days. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they're essential. You, you can't live without them. It's like going into a desert without a canteen. You're going to die within a few days. Nathan, and that's, I think, uh, as Jesus, uh, we recognize, you know, for those who thirst to come to him, and he is that fountain and the water of life. And, and you hit it, as we opened the program, you hit it right on the head, uh, the nail right on the head when you talked about, you know, it's having a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the most important tool that you can have in your survival kit. And we want to speak to you uh, before we get ready to close. If you don't have a relationship with the Lord, now will be the time for you to equip yourself with a very important tool that is going to be with you for eternity. And Nathan, would you be able to speak to that person that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord? Maybe how they can start right now and put that survival tool in their kid. Well, this is what the, the Holy Spirit says to you through John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So what we learn here from John is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was sent to earth to live as a man, to teach us, and then to die uh, for our sins on the cross. He took your punishment for your sins upon himself. And when we put our faith and trust in Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, those sins are forgiven, the guilt is wiped clean, and you inherit eternal life with him. And if you're ready to accept that, then reach out in faith to Jesus and pray something like, Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. Please forgive me and be my Lord and Savior. Jesus will do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be washed away and you will inherit eternal life with him. Amen. Praise the Lord, Nathan. Thank you so much for sharing that. Hey, and maybe you just prayed and trusted the Lord and uh, put that tool in your survival kit. We would love to hear from you. Give us a call, 305-992-9537. We'd love to rejoice with you, send you a Bible and a Bible study guide. And we also want to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church, uh, get plugged in, be baptized, and be prepared because the Lord is coming back very, very soon. He loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. So, Nathan, exciting things happening in these last days for the church. We live in perilous times, that's for sure. That's why we need to really hold tight to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Amen. And, of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. We want to encourage you to keep your eyes on the Lord. If you're in need of prayer, hey, reach out to us. We would love to be able to uh, pray with you and pray for you. Again, 305-992-9537. And just remember, the Lord loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Nathan Jones, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, brother. God bless you all. Awesome. And again, we thank you for being part of our program. And I pray you guys have a wonderful week. <laughs>